Better than a cold beer. Better than world peace. Better than a great... Okay, maybe not better than that last one, but better than everything else. Are you ready for this? Go! And your face entertainment with no apologies. RX Radio. Groove Cafe. It is the Groove Cafe on RX Radio, and I am Crystal. I am excited to chat with my guest today because she is passionate about babies and about pregnant women as well. Now, she's a mother of one. She did study mass communication and journalism over the years. Her interests and her passion kept changing until she had her baby. And then that set her on a very interesting path where she started. I hope I say this right. Nakawere Wange. And she looks after mothers postpartum so that they can smoothly go through the pregnancy and get back on their feet fast. I have Corinth Rebecca Nabukenya joining me on the Group Cafe. Hey. <laughs> welcome, welcome. How are you? I am fine. Thank you so much, Crystal, for inviting me. My pleasure. Do you go with Corinth? Do your friends call you Becky, Rebecca? Mm-hmm. Uh, back at home mm-hmm. in my father's house, Yes, I go by Becca. Becca, okay. Yes. Uh-huh. And uh, at church, I go by Corinth. Okay, Corinth. Uh Becky comes with a few friends, really. Okay, maybe friends Ogis, here and there. Ogis in schools. Okay. I used to be called Becky. Okay. Yes. But now Corinth is the name that you go with mostly. <laughs> yeah, in church. Because at the moment, mm-hmm. um, most people around me are from church. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, Corinth, you were born and raised here in Uganda? Yes. Mm-hmm. Where was home? Where were you born? Where did you go to school? Uh, I was born in Nakasongo, yeah? mm-hmm. in a town called Kakoge. Okay. Yes, I was raised there. My parents are not living together. My mom is in Mukono and my dad is in Nakasongola. So I was living with my dad and my grandfather until I was about uh, nine years. Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, where my mom was this side in town uh, making life. <laughs> happened mm-hmm. and, and uh, when she was ready to have me and my other siblings she collected us from our different grandparents okay yes mm-hmm. um while i was at my dad i was studying in of course in uh, nakasongola and mm-hmm. there's a school called chain Lula primary school i really love it because <laughs> it's a uh, it's my foundation. That's, okay. That's you said you were there until you were nine. Yes. So you still have such good memories of the mm, school. Mm, oh, mm. wow. I was a very bright kid. <laughs> so <laughs> the uh-huh. fact that I was bright, mm-hmm. my uh, my teachers made me love everything. They loved me. Even when I go back to Nakasongola, even now, I mm-hmm. go and visit them in oh, their homes. That's nice. Yes. How was that transition for you? You said your mom picked you up when mm. she was financially able to. Mm. How was that change in your life? Uh, everyone that has been to the village mm. would really be excited about being in Kampala. Because mm-hmm. when I was brought from uh, Chandler Primary School, I was taken to Batu Valley. Mm. And uh, it's in uh, an open place. 
I think I was very excited. It was very Actually, different. Actually, my mm-hmm. performance declined really a lot. Okay. Because I was so excited. Everything to me was new. <laughs> <laughs> But also, I think this was a much bigger school, right? Mm. Just very different. Everything was very different. Exactly. For the mm-hmm. first time, I was sitting with Indians in the class. <laughs> <laughs> on the uh-huh. same bench, on the same desk. For the first time I was having teachers that were speaking English throughout you mm-hmm. would not hear them speaking Luganda. Mm-hmm. It was a big change. A big change. So did you do P7 at Bad Valley? No. Mm-hmm. Later on because my performance was really declining. Mm-hmm. I child that came with a report card of position number one from Nakasongola. Mm-hmm. When she came to Bad Valley. Mm-hmm. From position number one. I was position 81. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. Um I think I was then in primary 5. Mhm. And uh my mom thought she needed to change the school. So she took me somewhere in Mukono mm-hmm. and it was a boarding school. Okay. The school is called Mukono Children's Home. Mhm. When I reached there, they thought I needed to be pushed to a back class. Okay. Yeah, so I was taken back to primary four. Mm. And uh, I thank God it happened. Okay. <laughs> yes, because when I was taken back in primary four, I don't remember being in any position less than number five. Ah, mm. so you were able to catch up and yes. find your place again. Yes, and when I finished P7, I got a first grade. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I right. was there until P7. Okay. Children's And home. where was secondary? A secondary I went to Kawanda SS. Mhm. And then uh, finished in Mukono, there's a school called Dimbalala SS. Okay. Mm. At that point did you have an idea what you wanted to do? Uh back to primary. Mm-hmm. Especially here when I was taken back in P4. Yes. I thought I was going to be a teacher. You wanted to be a teacher? Yes, because there's a way teachers loved me they would ask me to do certain assignments like taking the notes for the rest of the pupils in class and <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometimes especially my english exams would be used as a marking guide oh wow <laughs> yes so the fact that most times made to lead others i thought i was going to be a teacher And yes, I also admired our teachers. Okay. I didn't admire um uh the fact that they were teachers. But I admired the freedom they had <laughs> over us the children, <laughs> the leadership quality, uh, the leadership bit of it. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I thought I was going to be a teacher. And then when I finished uh high school, mm-hmm. My mom then didn't have enough money to take me to university. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I thought I needed to find something to do. I I would randomly get people's business cards and call them and ask them for jobs. Some would decline, others would call me up for jobs, but because of the circumstances around them I would not take them up mm-hmm. so one time I was randomly moving in uh, in flats and offices of people I went to Federation of Uganda Employers and uh, 
Mrs. Morris Mugisha was working there. So mm-hmm. She looked at me and she was like, you want a job but you're still young and based on what we do here, we cannot hire you here. But you come back here in two days, I will be able thought of something to do oh okay so two days later i went back to her and she was like i think i should take you to school wow oh my (laughs) yeah so Mm -hmm. she sent me to ymca Mm -hmm. and she sent me to data mine and she sent me to the media school of uganda oh wow Um, so quite a few different things there so she was determined to help you go back to school. Yes, and she did it. Okay. So I, I went, got course lists and prices, and mm-hmm. took them back to her. So we decided we should do YMCA. Blessings. Mm-hmm. Huh? Blessings. And I went. Mm-hmm. And her kindness. <laughs> I finished my diploma. Mm-hmm. <laughs> did you um, see yourself working as a journalist, though? I did. Okay. Mm, I think I did, especially on TV. When you're in a journalism class, you think it is very rare to think of radio. It is very rare to think of <laughs> oh, wow. print media. You're thinking Thank you, of Karen. TV. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. So mm-hmm. in most cases, I was seeing myself on TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would be somewhere and start imitating news anchors. Uh-huh. And especially Irene also, the fact that I had watched her on UBC. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was an I, influence and, in your mm-hmm. life as well. So... Uh, what pulled me back from uh, thinking I work on TV was uh, because I tried to look for the jobs. Even when I had to do internship, mm-hmm. I went to some TV stations. And and you tried your luck. And uh, I tried, but I didn't love to go to field. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's no joke. <laughs> yes. Being a field reporter, I have a lot of respect for them. Mm-hmm. I didn't love to go to field. Okay. So mm-hmm. I, I settled for print media somewhere. Then we were in Namave. So you moved to print media. Yes. Okay. I did print media for some, I think since 2000. 18. Okay. Mm. Then you mentioned, you know, everything kind of changed for you in, during COVID, should I say? Yes. Was that after the first lockdown or during? I think during. During the first lockdown. Mm. Is that when you found out you were pregnant? Yes, I found out I was pregnant in the second lockdown. Okay, during mm. the second lockdown. Mm. Mm-hmm. But media, we were working. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, we were still working all mm. through. <laughs> okay. And then how did that affect you in the job environment? Because you said it was a turning point in your life. When I was pregnant, mm. apart from uh, underperformance at work. Okay. I, I was looking so good. <laughs> I was looking. I think so you had the there's glow. something about baby girls pregnancies. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You had the glow. I had the glow and everyone would be commenting, you're mm-hmm. looking good. We hope you don't go back to. Okay, so I would feel bad when I am sitting on, on my table and I am doing work, and my boss is 
screaming at me why don't you do this why not doing this and i am i want to throw out oh I, so you had a difficult pregnancy it, it was but i was looking good <laughs> well, <laughs> can't emphasize we shall that focus enough. on the blessings <laughs> because there are some people who are throwing up all through and they just look miserable mm. Mm, so mm. miserable okay I, i don't know how it happens mm-hmm. i don't understand that science mm-hmm. I'm throwing out everything i never loved to eat but i was looking good okay so when i was about month uh, three mm-hmm. i started to feel bad sometimes i would get cramps mm-hmm. the very cramps I, i got in my periods i am getting them on the pregnancy i had already found out that i was pregnant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i was wondering why is it happening like this so i tried to talk to some doctors in our church mm-hmm. and when i talked to them someone uh one of them examined and was like you having what we call cervical incompetence you're likely to lose the pregnancy oh wow but there's a solution So he, he suggested we do what we call a cervical cyclage where they stitch it it's sort of a surgery ah oh, to hold the baby yes mm-hmm. however i didn't do it because at work it had been about five months and i'd not paid us okay i didn't have money I tried to ask them for some of the money mm-hmm. so I could go to a hospital and to they, help you. They mm-hmm. kept on postponing, postponing. So I was like, "God, if I'm supposed to do this cervical cyclage thing, mm-hmm. then you will give me money." And today, because in hospital, the doctor told me I didn't have to go beyond four months. Mm-hmm. And now I am here. I am month three. It's mm-hmm. almost four months, and I'm not getting money. And you haven't been paid for five months. Yes, for five months. And apart from the money at work, there was wasn't any other money I was expecting. All right. So what I did, I just went to the toilet mm-hmm. at the office and told God. I put my hand on my tummy and told God, I am not going to do this cervical cyclage thing, and I'm not going to lose this child. Mm. This is going to be your child. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was it started to be a faith thing. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started to pray like I had never prayed. Mm-hmm. Like everything was depending on prayer. Okay. When uh, it came to month six without getting money from work. Mm-hmm. I thought I was wasting time here. Yeah, mm-hmm. you decided to leave. So I had to leave and sat home. When I sat home, I do crocheting. Ah. I crochet mats. So I decided to be doing some mat crocheting mm-hmm. in, in my house. I got some people who needed them. Mm-hmm. So they gave me money. I bought the materials and started to do that crocheting. Mhm. Um uh, just like that i didn't go for the cervical cyclage i passed month 4 mm-hmm. i passed month 5 the pregnancy went up to almost 10 months so yes your baby didn't even want to come out <laughs> she didn't want so she was the overdue <laughs> long really long overdue like oh uh, 10 months mm. normally after 2 weeks they are like no we have to get this baby out uh in the last uh, week mm-hmm. i was like i need to get this baby out so mm-hmm. i went for the scan and the baby was inside there sitting like she has been on the earth for like two months 
other women who are pregnant uh taking you back to the crocheting and all that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it wasn't bringing in enough money because uh, someone would give you like 50,000 for the materials mm-hmm. and uh depending on the size of the mat some would really take me a long time yeah and around that time i needed money so i thought i i should think of something else okay this is when uh, being driven by the fact that i have no one taking care of me i am not having the privileges of someone cooking for me someone washing <laughs> for me mm-hmm. i started right there i would go in people's homes mm-hmm. sit with my pregnancy mm-hmm. and wash but uh in the beginning i was doing it uh, in the area where i was living mm-hmm. yes so and i would collect money okay mm. Some mothers would be kind enough and like, hey, bambi a little buto, and then they will give you like a 20k mm-hmm. even when you had agreed about uh, maybe 10,000. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you would go and help people in the neighborhood yes. to work and wash in the home. Huh? Mm-hmm. Now, when I I gave birth, I gave birth by C-section. Mm-hmm. And that takes some time to recover. Yes. yes. So I started collecting handouts from friends because mm-hmm. I needed money mm-hmm. for survival. Yeah. And here I am. You're a new mom, you've mm-hmm. had a C-section, you can't mm-hmm. work. I think I got all sorts of dep- people be talking about depression and I'm like this one's a joking. <laughs> <laughs> this mm-hmm. is a joking because what I went through Wow. It's <laughs> a really low time in your life. That is why I think I can take care of any nakawiri. Mm. Because I assume and no one can can convince me that they've been depressed beyond us depressed. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I would find myself talking and I just don't understand the language I'm you're speaking. Thinking, eh? Yes. Sometimes I find myself crying and my baby is looking at me like this. <laughs> By the way, we should be very careful with those babies. They mm. do understand everything. Yes. And, and uh, they feel your emotions. Yes. What you feel they feel. Mm-hmm. And in the future, if you've been the crying kind of mom, mm-hmm. it might affect your children's confidence mm-hmm. and esteem. Well, yes, they might not be able to defend themselves. They might not be able to to ask in case they need something. Mm. They would rather just cry. And if you do not understand that they cried because they needed this, it should affect you as well. 
So, okay. Now I understand, you know, why you want to help so many other women postpartum mm. and deal with that. Because for the longest time, mm. you know, when you'd be depressed after having a child, it's an actual thing where you can't do anything. You can't, you know, you can't even look after your own baby. You just want to sit there, <laughs> cry, baby. be sad. And people think, ah, oh, this is normal. It will pass. But sometimes you need help. Let me tell you, my baby was 4.5 kgs when I gave birth. That's a big baby. She was a big baby. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, after she's been <laughs> she's been born, mm-hmm. she cuts weight up to 3 kgs. Because I was depressed. I did not have the privilege of buying formula. Mm. So by all means, I had to breastfeed that child. And I do not have food. Mm. Sometimes I would get the food, but even the energy of cooking was too much. Other side, you need to wash. Other side, you need to bathe. I think I took about two weeks without bathing. Mm -hmm. For as long as I had... The C-section. Yes, I didn't bathe. That's the truth. Mm-hmm. I am on radio. No one is watching. <laughs> no, but that is that. also another sign of mm-hmm. depression. A major sign of depression. If you bathe. cannot find the energy to just even bathe or do the regular things, brush your teeth, then there's something wrong. And then the people around me, they could not carry the baby. People have this thing. Uh, a younger baby is very light, so they fear mm-hmm. to harm them. So I'll die with my own baby, with my own pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I understand how you started doing the work that you do. So tell me, when did you really, did it start to become clear for you in terms of Nakawere Wange? Nakawere Wange. Mm-hmm. When my baby was was uh, seven months, mm-hmm. I thought I needed to get out of home and look for something to do. Okay. I got about three jobs there and mm-hmm. they were just firing me. I suffered memory loss. My bosses would send me like to the bank and forget maybe the pay slips. They would send me in random places and forgot they actually sent me. Sometimes I would be having my bosses balance in, in the pockets, but I don't remember that I have it. And oh then they my. put it on me that I stole it <laughs> only to find out later that I had put the money somewhere here. Mm-hmm. So I really got fed up of myself. And that's the point when I thought... I think I am not alone. Okay. Yes. There could be other people that are going through what I am going through. Mm -hmm. And at least seven months is good enough to, you know, do certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, the fact that I didn't have any income, Mm -hmm. I would have loved to do it for the community for free. Yes. But here I am. You're also a new mom. Mm, You have to take care of yourself. I need to take care of myself. And my baby especially. At that point, I'm not thinking of myself. Yeah. Let me tell you. (laughs) I think I plaited my first hair. (laughs) (laughs) When uh, my baby was around eight, nine. Yeah, I'm laughing because people do not understand how that (laughs) is so true. When you have a child... The first few months are all about the baby. baby. Mm. You don't really matter because you're just this carer and a food bank, really, at the end of the day. Uh, Out of uh, the many reasons why you want to take care of the baby, especially in my situation, is that at least someone can look at my baby, admire her, and carry her. 
Mm. So that I can do something else. Oh wow. Yes. But if the baby is looking ladies should take care of their children. <laughs> yes, fast. Current that's a very take, interesting mm, thing to say. Yes. I don't think many people would have the courage to say that. Mama, let them take care of their children. Mm-hmm. For now, you have stopped being a child. Mm-hmm. Even if you've given birth at 16, mm-hmm. you have stopped being a child. The child is this person that you've brought forth. Mm-hmm. Yes, take care of that person. Okay. If the other person is looking good, you will get a chance of taking care of yourself as well. I have to ask, you know, you mentioned that you were all alone. Did you have any support from the father or from your family? <laughs> from my family, no. Okay. Because my family we, we are really scattered and I think I am in the three youngest okay so the others are married in the villages mm. the others are outside the country like everyone is on their own okay my dad as well is in the village then my mom uh she left the mkono house mm-hmm. to me okay and uh, she has a farm somewhere in buyukwe so she decided to go and stay there because she also has her health conditions she's mm-hmm. now also old mm-hmm. uh when i was discharged from hospital after I'd just given birth mm-hmm. she came that very last night and slept over mm-hmm. and then we moved together to mm-hmm. the house okay that is the last time i saw her until the baby was about five months <laughs> Wow. Okay. Yes. <laughs> okay. So it is very possible to have all your family but, but they're uh, not there for they're you. They're not there for you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. It could be understandable reasons. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. understood. And I think it's amazing that from such a dark time in your life you are doing something so amazing and giving I, back. I keep telling myself that the best god has given me a lot of things mm-hmm. but the best thing he has given me is my child because i've done a lot of things because of my child mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm. i've taken care of someone and i've felt i've really done and it's only my child mm-hmm. yes. that has given you the motivation mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so how can someone get in touch with you if they need to talk to someone if they need maybe some support mm-hmm. and they're listening right now i mean how would they go about getting in touch with you Uh I have posters and I keep posting them. Mm-hmm. And they have my contacts. I have uh MTN and Airtel numbers. Okay. This is on social media? On social media, WhatsApp and Facebook. Okay. Yes. And But some people call me and they're like, "I got your flyer on Twitter." Because <laughs> <laughs> the kind of phone I have at the moment cannot support beyond WhatsApp and Facebook. <laughs> okay. So on Facebook, how do mm. we find you? Um Facebook I use Corinth Rebecca. Mm-hmm. That's my personal account. Yes. And then there's Nakawede Wange mm-hmm. as a Facebook page. As a Facebook page. Yes. And, and then also WhatsApp I have 0704 mm-hmm. 5531 22 mm-hmm. And then M10 0781 296 227 296 227. 227. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. All right. Karen, thank you so much for joining me for sharing your story and for being motivated to do more. 
kisses to Adele. <laughs> Thank you. Big kisses to Adele. I will. For giving mommy the strength she needed to continue going. Mm. Mm. Thank you for joining me. Yes, It was welcome. lovely having you. It was nice as well, my side. <laughs> Groove Cafe.